Well, hey there, fair international tax executives. April 15th is fast approaching, and we all know things aren't going to get easier in the meantime. It's a good thing you tune into the Fiona Show hot off the press to stay on top of the latest in transfer pricing headlines and reg changes as your day-to-day ramps up. On that note, we begin our rundown in a familiar place. In Washington, the day has come, ladies and gentlemen. There is a bill currently sitting in the United States House of Representatives mandating public country-by-country reporting for multinational enterprises with revenues above $850 million U.S. dollars. And for that, you can thank Congresswoman Cynthia Axney, Democrat of Iowa's Third Caucus, who introduced the Disclosure of Tax Havens and Offshoring Act as her first major piece of legislation. The junior representative is not out here to make friends, at least not with MNEs anyway. Presidential candidate Amy Klobuchar Bachar of Minnesota is sponsoring a Senate version of the bill. Lawmakers are selling the law to the public as a way of leveling the playing field for smaller businesses that can't take advantage of tax havens. And it has received credible backing from corporate tax avoidance watchdogs like the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy. And in speaking of the Senate, if there's one thing everyone, Democrat and Republican, can say about the base erosion in anti-abuse tax, or BEAT as it's popularly known, it's that it's a mess. The U.S. Treasury is still hard at work issuing corrections to its decisions that implement BEAT, but there's an even bigger story underneath these changes. The Treasury's conduct over BEAT alone, as well as how it's gone about provisions under the Global Intangible Low Tax Income Regime, or GILTI, has Senate Democrats up in arms. I mean, there wasn't much for them to love to begin with. The rules as they stand leave gaping loopholes that Treasury isn't just tripping over themselves to make it easier for MEs to take advantage of, but tripping over, get this, their basic grammar and law writing skills. Treasury has issued over 100 pieces of guidance in the last two years since the law passed already, and with this new announcement, pessimists are left to wonder if they'll ever stop issuing corrections. Now Senate Democrats are taking matters into their own hands, targeting loopholes via a bill that clarifies amounts and exclusions. In other words, effective blocking any attempt to introduce high tax exemptions to the guilty regime. For all this newfound focus on international tax by American politicians, there's really no need to worry, though. There's still the filibuster, the fact that they're in the minority, and the threat of a presidential veto all there to stop them. Finance ministers and central bank governors of the G20 met in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia last week to welcome the unified approach, going as far as outright voicing support for Pillar 1 as the future foundation of digital tax. The thing is, G20 ministers were quick to point out that all this progress doesn't really mean much if the OECD can't get the ball in the end zone by the agreed-upon deadline of year's end 2020. This means key elements of the revised Pillar 1 proposals need to reach significant political consensus by July. As far as other possible storms on the horizon, the ministers also voice support for progress on Pillar 2, i.e. the minimum global tax proposal. Both approvals carry weight in the grand scheme of geopolitics surrounding the OECD's digital service tax guidance. While not the largest nor most representative international economic forum, at least when it comes to the interests of developing countries anyway, the G20 approval signals clearing skies as negotiations move forward, at least from the side of the table that has the most to lose from both pillars. So, hey, At least the OECD has that going for them. And there you have it, the latest transfer pricing news in a rundown short enough for any commute. And if you want to take a deeper dive into these stories and more, search on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to find our long-form sister podcast, The Fiona Show, but maybe not, you know, when you're driving or walking right into work. I'm Matthew DeMello, and they let me write, edit, and engineer this podcast. Catch you next week, everyone. Mm -hmm.